You're listening to The Hot Tag with the real tag team champs, Matty Ice and Axel the Axeman, where we talk everything wrestling. Welcome back to Hot Tag with the Beer City Boys, and we are bringing you episode number six, five. That's right, 65 deep. 65 deep. Can't believe it. We got a good product that we're giving you. For free. I'm going to start charging people. You're going to start charging people? I'm thinking about it. We're on a roll. We're getting consistent listeners every week. Not, but I, I'm just kidding. I won't charge you guys. Yeah. Well, I mean, but, I mean, we can charge if you want us to. Yeah, well, yeah. or you can just give us donations. Yeah, we accept beer, money, tag title belts, tag title belts, drugs. Oh, I mean, just kidding. No, no drugs. Uh, drug free zone. Don't do drugs. Drugs are bad. But um, yeah, no, yeah, we we coffee. We accept coffee. Yep. Um, Tickets, wrestling tickets. Wrestling tickets, yep. Um, Paid subscriptions to uh, wrestling promotions. Oh, yep, yep. Wrestling magazines. Yep. All forms of of payment are good. Right. Cash, check, credit card. (laughs) Coins. Coins. Bitcoin. I'll accept Bitcoin. (laughs) Right. So, um, yeah, uh, hopefully we got a good topic for all you guys to listen to uh, this week. And, um, yeah, where do you want to start? <sighs> well, I think we should probably start out with uh, the fact of, like, the whole corona thing and where it's taken like WWE and now as we found out AEW um, there's been speculation that Cody might have had or contracted the virus or whatever like that so his match against Sammy Guevara last week was put on hold and ended up wrestling Dustin Rhodes Sammy wrestled Dustin Rhodes so, like, they keep changing things, and they made this match into an interim TNT champion. Right. Why? Like, is Cody Rhodes, like, out for a drastic period of time that, like, he can't compete? Or is there something else going on? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, it's undisclosed at this point in time, so... I don't know, we might find out more, but... Unless I, I, unless I didn't read into it. <laughs> right. Yeah, I didn't really see much either. Uh, you brought it up to me, um, so I would have missed it completely. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know, this is the second time that this has happened within the month 
of January. First with Roman, and then them just throwing Brock into that um, match with uh, Big E, KO, Seth Rollins, and um, Bobby Lashley. Um, so I don't know what some of these promoters are thinking. Um, why even have a title match? I know we talked about it last week when it came to the case of um, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns just right. don't, just don't have a match. I mean, and if you still want Brock on the card, figure something else out. Um, right. And and the same thing in this instance, if you Dustin and Sammy can still have a match, just don't have a in interim TNT title. Right. You just just have a match. Well, what's the point of having two belts? I and, mean, and you could come up with some kind of storyline where it's like, if you want to disclose that Cody may or may not have contracted COVID, fine. Or if you don't, you could still say, "Oh well, Cody beat you fair and square. He was gonna give you another shot, but decided you're not worth his time, and you gotta beat me to get to him." Just say that. Right. And then if Cody's out for two, three weeks, then just have Sammy come out there and just say, Cody, will you dodge? You know, then you do the dodging thing. Instead of MJF doing it with CM Punk, you do the, Cody, what are you dodging me for? I beat Dustin. Where, where are you at? Like, you know what I mean? Right. That's what I'd do instead of this hocus-pocus crazy nonsense. That just doesn't make sense. Right. No, it doesn't make sense. I mean... It, it, it it's not a gimmick like it's real life so if fans can't understand that like the match needs to be put on hold right like that's that's tough and why do you have to cater to the fan you don't always have to you don't have to, to cater to nobody not not with like an actual live thing that's actually going on right like if there's a health condition or something like that I mean, it, it, it's it's excusable. There's there's no sense of like switching your ball game around just to please people. Right. It, right. it makes no sense to me. I don't know. Yeah, it's frustrating for sure. It, it is frustrating. I mean, I thought AEW would be a little better than that. I mean, because I mean they I'm, well, I guess when uh, John Huber died or whatever, Hubbard or Huber or whatever. I think it's Huber. Yeah. Like, I mean, they had everybody go up against the Dark Order, and the Dark Order took the night. I mean... Yeah, but that's a little different. That was a little different, but it still happened in real life, you know what I mean? So, like, they weren't really... They weren't really catering to anybody, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like a tribute. Yeah, it was a tribute thing. And, like, I'm sure everybody knew, like, oh, yeah, the Dark Order is going to go over... All night, but you know, it still like made sense. They didn't go completely out of the or you know out of order. Right. It's not like they were like, all right, you know, Evil Uno is gonna wrestle. Who was champ at the time? Kenny Omega. Yeah. He's gonna wrestle Kenny Omega, and then he beats Kenny Omega for the title. Like that right. would make no sense. Right. Exactly. You know, it wasn't anything crazy like that. It was just like typical. Actually, I think it was John Moxley. Maybe it was, but still. But yeah, regardless. You know, it wasn't anything like over the top. It was just, here's what's going to happen. Tribute matches for 
you know, for John, uh, you know, he's the exalted one. All the Dark Order is going to fight in his honor. Oh, they willed, you know, they will. he willed them to win. Right. His his passing willed them to win. Like, you just say it like that. Like Right. Things like that happen quite frequently. You know? Right. Um, so, yeah. Tony, what are you thinking, man? I know you're listening. What are you thinking? Yeah, I, I don't get it. Um, so, like, like, the whole match between Cody and Sammy Guevara, I believe that, in my opinion, that Cody is just doing what he wants when he wants to do it. So they were in Greensboro the other day, and Cody won and took the belt from Sammy. So he's just doing what he wants. That's kind of like when he won the title from Nick Aldis. He became the NWA world champion and then lost it to Nick Aldis again. Like, we all know what's going to happen. Sammy's probably going to end up winning, or he'll drop the belt to somebody else, you know, whenever the time comes. But, like, why is he... Like, why, why are they catering to that? I don't think there's a need for that. I mean, yeah, you want to, like... Everybody wants the trophy wall and whatnot, you know, and your mm-hmm. list of accomplishments and this and that. But, like, I don't think there's a need for that. Yeah, no. And it's, it's a little frustrating, too, because, like, lately Cody doesn't really wrestle that often. So then it goes back to what? You know, we kind of talked about last week with the rankings and stuff. If you don't wrestle, you can't get ranked. Like, I don't care if you've wrestled five times in the last three months and you're 5-0. and oh. Okay, well, everybody else has wrestled right. 14 matches, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. So it's like, if I've wrestled, if I'm 5-0 and oh in three months and I've only wrestled five times and you're... 12 and 1 in the same five months. Yeah, I'm undefeated, but you're higher ranking than me because you've wrestled more matches and you've had more opportunity to lose. You know what right. I'm you know what I'm saying? So like I don't understand um I don't understand him even being in that spot. Like sorry about your luck, Cody, but maybe you shouldn't like spread yourself so thin. Right. Like, I'm happy for him. I'm glad he's got ventures outside of wrestling, his show, and being a big go, go big and all this other stuff. But it's, right. And, like, I understand he's taking more of a backstage role, but it's like, you know, you decided to do that. You know, nobody's right. forcing you to do that extra stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, being in Greensboro and whatnot, I mean... 
they're not going to have him go up against Hangman because he can't because he can't go up against get a world title the AW world title. But yet, it just doesn't make any sense to why they just put the title on him. And why can't they go back to Greensboro later? Right. Why do they have to break up what they had going on with Sammy Guevara? I don't know. Questionable. Very questionable. I mean, for sure. I know that we're not really too pleased with that topic, but that's as far as I'm going to take it. But, um, yeah, so I don't know. But then you got the WWE side of things. I mean, they just announced that um, with the Royal Rumble that Mickie James is going to be in the Women's Royal Rumble, and she's the Impact Knockouts champion. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, do you think she's going to stay in Impact? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just a one-off. Do you think it's going to be the only time that they do stuff with Impact, or do you think they're going to keep doing stuff with Impact? Absolutely not. They're not going to keep doing stuff with Impact. I think what happened here is the WWE as a whole took a major hit probably financially during the pandemic trying to keep a whole lot of people employed and now they have these wrestling pay-per-views that they put on every month and they've been releasing talent like crazy to try to keep back up with their probably their bills and um, the people that they they have for hire on their payroll. And I think they're just reached out to Mickey James and reached out to uh, Impact to say, hey, can we borrow Mickey James for a night? We don't have anybody left on our roster that can compete. Yeah, because I don't think, they definitely don't have enough women to fill out a full WWE. I don't think so either. Women's Royal Rumble. I mean, they've always been bringing back some kind of, like, Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah, I get that. And um, they've been bringing up, like, a select few NXT people. But they released a lot of people. Right, and I mean... We'll get into this later, but they release more people. Right. I don't know what they're doing. I can't put my finger on it. So I know that uh, Scott Demore went on Twitter and announced that they partnered with WWE for Mickey James to uh, go over there and... Um, wrestle in the Rumble. So, um, Scott Demore said something about the 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 opening door or whatever, or the forbidden door being opened with WWE, which I think if anybody if anybody really believes that, I think they're probably full of themselves because they're. Uh, there is none of that with WWE. I mean, 
WWE went out and said that they're not hiring any more indie guys. That they're just going to pick up whatever sports people or athletic people that they can find and make them into wrestlers. They're just going to do their own thing. They're done with all that indie talent. Whether it's true or not, I don't really know, but that's just what they're saying. I mean, it might work. I mean, they were able to kind of do that with uh, Ken Shamrock and Kurt Angle. Yeah. Mark Henry. Yeah, and Mark Henry, too, yeah. Um, and I guess, <clears throat> I mean, I guess kind of Brock Lesnar, I guess, because he was a collegiate athlete. and right. I was going to say Shelton Benjamin and Charlie Haas, but they were in ROH a little bit before they came to WWE. So, Were they? I think so. Maybe not. I don't know. I can't remember. But um, but yeah. Um, I guess we can get into the releases now if you want. Um, unless you got any more to add on to your um I don't know I mean we could probably jabber around about that topic for hours and hours and hours and come up with the same old same old but um yeah I don't know I just think that um there is no open door like I said or the the Forbidden Door is not open with WWE, and I think it's just a one-off because they don't have any talent. Could I be wrong? Absolutely. But if they just... think, Let's think about this for a second and not steer away from it for a brief minute. You're going to have, you got all this talent, right, mm -hmm. to choose from. Yep. And WWE strictly goes after Mickey James. If, if, if WWE wanted to go open up the Forbidden Door, if you were WWE and Vince McMahon or whoever is on that, that, that hiring block or whatever, that suggestion block, who are you choosing in that role? Um, okay. Out of anybody that's out there. <clears throat> well, I, I would be want to be strategic about it, and I would definitely want somebody who has been in the WWE before who's going to resonate with the with the WWE universe. You know what I mean? You don't want to bring in somebody like Hangman. Because A, he's your competition's main champion, and B, he's never been in WWE, and he, you know what I mean. So he's got a, so he's only popular for like, I'm sure WWE pe people who watch WWE and stuff know who he is, but I'd want to bring back somebody like, I don't know, maybe you could bring back Christian Cage, um, maybe Sting. Um, that'd be a good surprise, you know what I mean? Uh, mm -hmm. 
you know, maybe Cody, bring Cody back. That'd be cool. Um, but yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. And I think that's why they picked Mickie James. Is they need more women wrestlers for that Women's Royal Rumble. They're scrambling. Right. And then it's like, oh. And they want somebody familiar. Yeah, Mickie James has been there several different times. You know, she's a veteran. Right. She's not going to hurt anybody. Oh, but, I mean, if, well, sorry to cut you off, but, like, if if you're only watching WWE and you don't know what's happening on with Impact and you don't know that Mickey James is their world champion or whatever, and you just think that she's just floating around somewhere on, in outer space, okay, that's fine, but, like, if you actually stick with the product, you know, And you're talking about the Forbidden Door being open. I think the only name that you would want in WWE if you were the Forbidden Door would be Britt Baker. Yeah, but then it... For, all, for every, everything set aside as far as... Um, sorry to cut you off again. No, no, no. You're <laughs> I like cutting people off, I guess. Um, but like with Britt Baker, okay? She's a hot heel. Mm-hmm. She's got a great gimmick. If you were strictly going for a forbidden door, even though you don't know who Britt Baker is going into WWE, I think it's still relevant if you're going for that forbidden door. Because you're taking the hottest non-WWE star out there and putting her in WWE spotlight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I know what you're saying, and I agree with what you're saying, but the only thing is, is then that's where you get into the, I feel like you kind of run into like a situation where some promotions get picky about their like big stars going somewhere and then losing. You know what I mean? And I understand right. it's the Royal Rumble, but, you know, Tony Khan would probably say, oh, yeah, sure, it's cool if Britt Baker comes over there. But then is Tony Khan going to get mad if she gets she runs in there, she's in there for 30 seconds and gets thrown right back out? You know? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, what's not to say that's going to happen to Mickey James? She's going to come out, start her stuff out to the ring, <laughs> get up on the rope and go, hi, and then be tossed right over. Maybe. Maybe they're going to let her run. I mean, yeah, it, I would say that if you're going to talk about the Forbidden Door and them opening it up, if you bring in Britt Baker and let her run to, like, number two, number three against, like, a top competitor, mm-hmm. um, which I don't know who's all going to be in the Rumble, or maybe even have her win the Rumble, yeah, and have her go to WrestleMania. And that makes up a whole big storyline mm-hmm. that could potentially be, like, a huge blockbuster thing. Right. I mean, so, that just... Yeah, I don't know. To me, that kind of proves my point to, like... No, I... Yeah. It's no. not a Forbidden Door thing, because if you were going to have a Forbidden Door thing, you'd go for a big picture... Yeah. Instead of just bringing in same old Mickey James that's been in the WWE three times or 
two times or whatever it's been. Mm. I don't know how many times she's rolled through the WWE and yeah. fired, released. I mean, because she was just released not too long ago. Right, and she's been doing like a little bit of everything, really. I mean, she's been, and she put together all, that all women's pay per view with uh, NWA. So I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's I I do get your point, and I totally get where you're coming from. Right. Um. But at the same time, I'm also not surprised by some of the moves that Vince makes because he definitely knows how to drop the ball um, on things. Yeah. Um, so. Well, you know, then again, too, if you're going to have a Royal Rumble and you're going to pick and choose people to, to be in the Rumble off the, like, the Forbidden Door um, roster... Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah, okay. Mickey James is the Impact Women's Champion, so why not get more champions like um, Camille? I think she's still NWA champion, right? As far as I know, yeah. Why don't we pick up her? Why don't we make everybody come in, all the women's champions, right, and have them wrestle, or even not even champs, but just big name? But yeah. Exactly. Like Thunder Rosa would be a good one. Mm-hmm. Or like Deanna Perrazzo. Right. Or, um... I mean, Ty Conte was in the system. Right. Why didn't you go after Ty Conte? Right. Yeah, yeah, you could do, yeah. I mean, you could have had Ruby Riot come back in for a small I state. don't think she'd go back over there, no matter what. Or, not Ruby Riot, Ruby Soho, but... Why? Yeah. Um, I mean, you could have had Brandy go back in. Yeah. I mean, that would be a good one. Mm-hmm. Because she's like the chief brand officer, or whatever. Right. She is. Okay, you have a higher up in AEW that is coming back to WWE to be in a Royal Rumble. There, there's tons of ways around it, but right. obviously we made our point. We could probably drop the subject now mm. that it's a one-off thing that they're just looking for bodies that are familiar. Right. Well, I have a fun fact for you. Okay. Um, in the past year, Impact has worked with 12 other promotions in the past year. Wow. They've worked with AEW. You know, WWE now with this Royal Rumble thing. Um, ROH, New Japan, NOAH. Um, um, why am I drawing a blank? Um, oh, crap. Why am I drawing a blank? I bring up a fact and then... Yeah, so they've worked with... Um, WWE, AEW, New Japan, NOAA, AAA, ROH, and NWA. And I said 12 promotions, and I was wrong. I'm sorry. Um, I mean, in 12 months. 
they've worked with those promotions. AEW, NWA, New Japan, AAA, WWE, Ring of Honor now because of the Jonathan Gresham deal. And they've also worked with Noah. Hmm. So they've worked with seven different promotions in the last 12 months. That's crazy. So, in my opinion, I feel like Scott Demore has done a really good job because he's taken a product that went from a little more than 10 years ago being the number two product in the States Mm -hmm. to like almost being non-existent to now being relevant with all these other promotions. Yeah, again. Relevancy, you know, with it, you know, all over the place, you know. And yeah, they're still not a very big promotion like they were, but they've got a, I think they got a good, a good selection of talent, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah. Um, They got tons of good people. I mean, they picked up people from ROH when ROH was still relevant. Um, coming like Moose, we're talking, because uh, Moose came from there. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember who they, who else they picked up from there, but um, yeah, I mean, they're they're doing stuff, stuff, and I mean, they got a lot of good things going on. I mean, Sue Young, I love her character. Um, way better than Abaddon. Hmm. Um, I think Abaddon's just like a knockoff Sue Young almost, but in a sense, you could say. I mean, they're two different kind of characteristics. I mean, Abaddon's playing a uh, uh, a zombie, and Sue Young's playing a dead bride or whatever. Yeah, something like that. So. But yeah, it's it's crazy that the stuff that they have going on for them and like I thought it got a little weird with some of their uh their syndicated stuff on Impact too, but yet it was still still decent, I would say, because like it became more of a um, a showcase for, for the talent to kind of break out a little bit. Mm, yeah. So. Yeah. I know you probably have no clue what I'm talking about, but. No, I kind of follow a little bit. I mean, I don't watch Impact really all that much, but I follow them and I kind of know what's going on and stuff, so. Because, like, I think it was when the pan- pandemic first came out is, like, they had, like, some of the wrestlers in a house and it was like like a spring break type feel or something like that they were having like matches at their house or something like that yeah they were just trying like goofy stuff yeah goofy stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that that kind of like brought some characters into like somewhat of a spotlight almost so that's what I'm kind of referring to yeah cause then they did that murder like oh who mur- murdered this guy 
Like, they had a wedding, and then they turned the lights off, and he was dead. Mm. I don't know if you saw that. I, I probably didn't catch that yeah, one. Yeah, they now. did something like that, too. So it's, like, kind of goofy, but... Right. Having fun with the whole thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you had to because you had limited talent. Right. So. Right, so. But. Alrighty, so. What else you got? Well. We're already at 30 minutes. Yeah. 30 minutes of rambling, huh? Yeah. Wow. Jesus. Well, I know we said we talk about the releases, and I know we brought it up a few times, but, I mean, let's go ahead and get those out of the way. Um, so, I don't know. You might have seen more than I did, but um, I'll just list off some that, that I saw, um, and then if I missed any that you saw, you, we can list those off, and we can kind of talk about that okay. afterwards. But, obviously, WWE released William Regal, yep. which was a shock. Um, they released Samoa Joe again. Again, yeah. yeah. Um, Road Dog and then his brother. Yep. Um, who else? Um, who else did I'm? I know I'm missing some people for sure. Um, they they released NXT talent is what yeah uh, NXT it was basically people. yeah in an NXT house cleaning in, NXT house cleaning. Um, Danny Birch they let him go. Um, I know, Ace Steel. Yeah, Ace Steel. Yeah, like tons of trainers and stuff. Yeah. Um, Which is interesting. I mean... Because he was like one of their main trainers, right? I'm not sure. I think he was. I think he was. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but... I think there's a couple more people maybe we're missing, but... Yeah, I didn't really have a big list. I just had, um, like, that, the main people. Like Road Dog and um, Regal. And, um... Um... Samoa Joe. Yeah. Yeah, which... If I'm Tony Khan, and they released Road Dog, his brother, Scott... William Regal, I'm all those guys we just named. William Regal, Road Dogg and his brother, Ace Steel, and Samoa Joe. I'm signing all of them. Even if they, I know most of those guys are past their wrestling career, but like with the case of Samoa Joe, even if he never gets in the ring, he's great for backstage. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, think about the people that AEW has backstage. Mark Henry. Big you Show. Know, Big Show, Jerry Lynn, Dean Malenko, um, you know, Dustin. I mean, Dustin still wrestles every once in a while, but he's been training yeah. those women. I mean, think of the work he's done. Yeah, he's done phenomenal work with even, those guys. Even like Christian. Yeah, Christian wrestles a decent amount, but just like him mentoring guys, Matt Hardy, like those guys, they're like towards the end of their career, even Chris Jericho, towards the end of their career, but they're able to mentor those guys. Think about where Sammy, Va- Sammy Guevara, how far he would be behind if he wouldn't have got put with Chris Jericho. Yeah. Because I think behind the scenes, those guys do a ton. A ton. And it's just, it, it, it's crazy to me. To th- it, and like Billy Gunn. And yeah. Think about those guys. Even if they never touch the ring, what they're doing behind the scenes. Right. Just like 
I think Tony Khan should bring Ric Flair in, even if he never touches the ring. The things that he can teach the young guys. Right. You know, I mean, it, it, it's crazy to me that, that, and I was just, I've been looking through Twitter after William Regal got released, and all the wrestlers that come out, is like, I wouldn't be here without William Regal. I wouldn't be here without William Regal. Blah, right. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, all over the page. Oh, my gosh. I There's mean, people that aren't even in WWE that were right, talking exactly. about that. It's it's crazy um, that WWE's just been cleaning house the way that they have, and they're letting go of, like, people that I feel like are people that you wouldn't want to let go. Yeah, um, and why? Unless they don't feel like that they have any value... But I... I mean, what's what's not value out of Regal? I mean, Regal's been there for... 21 years, he said. So yeah, a long time. For 21 years. And then he was wrestling how many years before that? Yeah. You know, I mean, he was in WCW for how long? Yeah. At least since 95, when they started Nitro, and probably before that. I think so. I can't really remember. Early 90s, so I mean, yeah. he's been... He's been in the wrestling industry, obviously, way longer than I've been alive. So, mm-hmm. it's crazy to me. So, yeah, uh, why would you let him go? You know, I mean, that was that was a stupid move on their half. And wherever they're going, I hope they have something good planned because, like, getting rid of Regal could be. A huge downfall. Well, and especially in a time where they're in right now where they're saying, we're not going to sign any more indie talent. We're just going to bring these guys off the streets to show interest in wrestling and in other athletic areas. Okay, so you're going to get rid of... Valuable people that yeah, are actually exactly. going to train like, if I'm, the new stars? If I'm coming into WWE, they offer me a contract. They're like, hey... You, we know you don't have any wrestling background. Uh, you like wrestling. Come on over. We'll train you. And then I hear they got rid of Road Dog, his brother, and William Regal. I'm like, who's going to teach me? You know what I mean? Right. Those are important people. Right. Who's left for, for me to go to? Yeah. Vince going to teach me how to do a, a German suplex? Right. You know. Exactly. I'm sure Vince can wrestle and he knows moves and stuff, but I mean, it's not the guy I'm wanting to learn from. Right. You know. I don't. I don't know. It's just. I don't know. I don't know where things are going in WWE, but it's not. It, it doesn't seem like it's moving in a positive direction. Maybe they're just making huge pay cuts. Maybe I don't know, and. This kind of goes back to a topic that we had talked about. I'm not sure what episode it was, but it was it was probably over the summer, last summer maybe. But um, I had stumbled across a, a little article that had said something when the first couple releases were coming through that that um, WWE was downsizing their roster to try to downsize their payroll to get ready for a big sell. Like they were going to sell the NBC or somebody. I don't know if you remember this now that I'm bringing it up. But maybe that's what's actually happening. 
they're cutting down on all the, you know, trim a little fat here, trim some more fat here, wait a little bit. Oh, here's some more fat we can trim. You know, which brings me up to a good question is, like, yeah, Shane and Stephanie both have been in the in and out of the picture for numbers of years. But where do they stand on the product as a whole? Do they want any business in it anymore? Or are they pretty much kind of like wiping their hands clean? Because that's that's Vince's retirement. You could be like, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to give you guys, say, 80% of the company, and I want 20%, right? Mm-hmm. I just want my life paid for, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I just want my bills paid for. I want my house paid for. I want food and mm-hmm. whatever else paid right. for, right? Mm-hmm. And you guys can have the rest. You guys can do what you want. Mm-hmm. I mean, Vince is up there in age, so why is he not doing that? I mean, I mean, there was always talk that like Triple H was going to get the company, and now they pretty much ran Triple H out of the business, it seems like, with the whole NXT revamp. We know that he's had some health issues and whatnot, but why are you running the guy out the door? You know, when it comes to like what you were saying about maybe Vince wanting to kind of ride off into the sunset, I think this is the only thing he's ever really done. Right. So maybe he has a hard time of kind of letting go because he's like, oh, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know what I mean? He's he's kind of like my my grandpa in the sense of like my grandpa worked forever and forever and forever. And then now that he got to the age of retirement, he's like, yeah, I'm going to retire. He was retired for like a couple weeks, maybe a couple months, and then... Now my grandpa works part-time at a funeral home as a greeter. You know, he opens the door for people, he greets people. Sure. He's a prominent guy in the in the, in the the area, so, I mean, it makes sense for him. But at the same time, it's like, just stay retired. Just go do something. And he's like, I got to stay busy. You yeah. Um, so maybe that's like Vince's thing. He doesn't have another outlet to do anything. Mm-hmm. So he's just doing it because... He doesn't have anything else to do, you know. I mean, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know what the other things. I mean, I know Shane was like in it. Him and Stephanie were in it pretty hard in like the late '90s, early 2000s, into the mid 2000s. And then I know Shane stepped away for a long time and was doing his own thing, and then come back for a little bit, and then now he's out of the picture again. Is he doing backstage stuff? I don't know. Same thing with Stephanie. She seemed to be a little closer than Shane was, but I don't know. I mean, even if he, even if Vince sells and says, "You guys don't get anything. This is mine. I built it myself. I'm selling it." When he passes away, he's gonna leave them money, so it's not like they're gonna be poor. Yeah. And in Stephanie's case. Triple H has got the experience, the knowledge. He could start his own promotion if he really wanted to. Yeah. And she can be there right along with him. That's true. I mean, she's got I mean, she's got to have some knowledge. She grew up in the business basically. Um 
I mean, Shawn Michaels is there to help Triple H, too. I mean, you know, I don't know if they really want to do too much with Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. Those two are a little nutty sometimes, I think, but... Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, options are there. I think Shane is kind of done with wrestling, maybe, but I could be wrong. I don't know. And, uh, he always comes back for one more. One more. I'm going to throw myself off the cage. Yeah, right. Yeah, he he's good for, like, one big spot a year, so, I mean... Right. So, I don't know. I guess we'll just have to see, I guess. Yeah. But that was just a thought, you know. I figured maybe they're trimming some fat because they're looking for a big sell. But I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say. Um, yeah. Hard to say. Um, another thing is, too, is that um, CM Punk um, was talking about uh, Okada. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I think that'd be a really good match. Um, and speaking of Okada, he beat uh, Shingo, so Okada's uh, New Japan champ again. I don't know if you saw that or not. Didn't really see that, but I know that they had uh, Russell Kingdom. Yeah, I think that's where he beat Shingo. Um, and uh, he was going up against Offspray, too. So I don't know the results of that, but I do know that he did beat Shingo for the... For the title, so yeah, so I mean, CM Punk and and Okada, I mean, that would be that would be interesting. Could CM Punk go to go enough against Okada right now? No, I don't think so. Maybe I think he's been out of the game a little bit too long to get that that dream match quality. Whoa. Um. Oh, go ahead if you. Uh, that's kind of like all I'm saying is oh. that like I think he's been out of the game to get that dream match quality right now. I think he needs a little time to work up to get back what he might have lost in that seven years hiatus. Yeah. Well, what I was gonna say is he's calling Okada out, but in my opinion, it's gonna have to be like a one-off kind of thing. Oh, definitely. Because I don't know how good Okada's English is. So if Okada doesn't have very good English... I think it's okay. How is he going to cut promos that make sense for a good storyline? That's the only thing with the New Japan stars. Is a lot of them only really know like Japanese and stuff. So Yeah. And I'm sure their English is like... Broken. Okay. You know, it's okay. But right. When it comes to that stuff over here. You know what I mean? like. Right. It's like talking to Oscar. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, that's, I think that's what hurt her in the WWE. Probably. Where in NXT, she was undefeated that like whole time. Right. Because there you go. There's another example of Triple H doing things the right way. Well, then again, too, is like if you have somebody like Oscar that can't speak English... Why not have a mouthpiece? For a him. mouthpiece. That was the whole point of Zelina with Andrade. Right. I mean, it just makes sense. Right. It, it, yeah, it'll, it just all makes sense. Um, another interesting tidbit um, 
is that uh, at the Royal Rumble, Beth Phoenix and Maurice will be the first women to face each other in three different decades in WWE history. Hmm. That's pretty crazy. That's that's a crazy thing to think. I mean, uh, Beth Phoenix and and the, and uh, Maurice, so which they I mean, wrestled in the two thousands, the tens, and then now the twenties. Yeah. I mean, Maurice is hot. I like Maurice a lot, as we talked about in the podcast just uh, last week. She's got she's got a butt now. She's been flaunting it on. Uh, Working out. Well, it's two kids later, and uh, x amount of squats. She's got a butt. Yeah. And it looks pretty nice. <laughs> but um, yeah. So I just thought that was interesting. Oh, yeah, that is Fun fact for you guys out there in listening land. Um, so I'm kind of looking forward to seeing that possibly, potentially. Um, we'll see what goes on at uh, the Royal Rumble night. I'm, I'm sure I'll probably end up watching it. Yeah, well, my dad's going to be there. I can finally announce that on the podcast. My dad got tickets. My mom got my dad tickets to the Royal Rumble for Christmas. So they're going. It's going to be in St. Louis. He's super excited. My mom's been texting me a bunch too. Is the Miz going to be there? Yes, the Miz is going to be there. So. Oh no. You know what that means? Your dad and mom might get divorced. She might run off with the Miz. Yeah, well. The Miz might be your second stepdaddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Well, I mean, your dad could just. Put the moves on Maurice oh, yeah. and take Maurice. She'd be heartbroken then. Right, she'd be heartbroken. <laughs> right, and then you can have a hot stepmom. Yeah, yeah, well. Sort of, I mean, unless you just, like, divorce your mom. Just don't talk to my mom anymore. Just don't talk to your mom, <laughs> just talk to your stepdad. <laughs> right? Yeah, well, maybe I'd hang out with her a little bit so we'd get the Miz on the podcast, but. Multi-belt Miz. That's right. <laughs> that would have been great if that would have happened. <sighs> but, only. But, um, yeah, you got anything else? Um, the only other thing else that I had is, uh, it's kind of old news at this point in time, but, um, Kyle O'Reilly used the term, um, Paragon, and AEW filed a trademark for Paragon on... The 3rd of January. Okay, so that might be um, the new name for the Undisputed Era guys then, huh? Could be. But, on top of it, I forgot to mention in uh, last week's um, episode that Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish are wearing Red Dragon t-shirts. I did see that. I did see that. That's pretty sweet. That's pretty sweet. So they're coming back into the whole Red Dragon thing. So that'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see where um, those guys all go, whether Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish just have their group as Red Dragon or they break out with Adam Cole and not be the elite. Yeah, maybe they'll do a little bit of both. Um, I think this is going to be a long-term storyline. Um, I I think they're going to try to drag it out a little bit 
and wait for Kenny to kind of come back. Um, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Um, but it's going to be exciting. That's for sure. Yeah. So. So we'll definitely see what happens as uh, I think we're wrapping up this podcast because we talked for another 50-some minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got a few little uh, things that I can hit real quick. Okay. So um, we talked about this a few episodes ago that uh, NWA is, is going to have another singles title. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be the junior heavyweight title. Um, they got a tournament for it. I mean, um, real quick, do you think NWA has too many belts already now? They do have a lot, but um, I think maybe they get a little bit of pass in my eyes because a lot of these are like classic belts, where NWA had had a lot of belts in the past. Okay. Um, but I don't know, since I don't watch a product a lot, um, it's hard to say. Yeah, um, it's hard to watch their product because you got to pay for their product now. And we po. Bummer. But, um, yeah, real quick, uh, the there's a bracket out, and it was... Um, Austin Aries against Rhett Titus, Luke Hawks against PJ Hawks, CJ Anderson against uh, Colby Carino, Kerry Morton against Jamie Stanley, Aria Davari against Jay Spade, Darius Lockhart against Sal Renero, and then Homicide had a bye all the way to the finals. Um, and Austin Aries also beat Rhett Titus, uh, who, by the way, is ROH TV champ, so that was interesting that. They knocked him out so quick. Um, but, um, yeah, so we'll try to follow that. Um, I, I think they're going off, off Austin Aries as just the name. Because he's a big name. Probably. But some of those other guys have decent-sized names, too. Um, but according to this little thing I'm looking at, looks like you can watch him on YouTube uh, on Saturdays. Okay. It says Saturdays at noon. I don't know what that means. Hmm. Uh, but then, well, it's noon now. <laughs> it's 1 o'clock. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe Whoops. we could check those out. But also, um, the 16th of January, uh, there's a show in Atlanta at the Croc Center. This show will be on fight as well. All you guys check it out. Um, Terminus. Looks like it's going to be kind of ROH pure rules-ish. So, if no, if you guys don't know... Oh, comes out today. Today. Sorry. Uh, my dates are mixed up. Um, yeah, if you guys don't know what ROH pure rules are, uh, you'll have to look it up. I'll just butcher it. But it looks like uh, they're going to have men and women on the show. Um, but it looks like uh, Bandito's going to be there. Um, Jordan Grace, she's on Impact. Uh, Jonathan Gresham, um, Moose, Josh Alexandro, Daniel Garcia, um, yeah, some other people. Um, so yeah, check it out. I don't know how much it's going to cost on Fight or whatnot, but, um, yeah, that looks like it'll be, it'll be good for sure. Um, and finally, last but not least, Tony Khan. This is per uh, Fightful Wrestling, which I follow them on Twitter. Um, Tony Khan says one of his dream signings from North America is coming to AEW pretty soon. Hmm. 
So who that is, I don't know, but it's very intriguing. So um, it'll be interesting to see who this signing is going to be. Yeah. I don't know who that could be. I don't know. I've been thinking about it, and uh, I don't know either. I don't know who's out there to sign um, who would want to come over full-time. Yeah. Because I'm assuming that's kind of what they're looking for. I mean, yeah, they, they're fine with, like, one-offs and two-offs or here and theirs, but, yeah, I don't know. So. Yeah, I don't know. guess we'll just have to be surprised. We have no speculations right now. Maybe more will come out later. Yeah. So. But that's all I got for this week. Well, another one in the books, huh? Another one in the books. Well, I guess till next time. Yeah. Till next week, people. Well, episode 65 in the books. Another one bites the dust. It's a lot. Yep. Getting ever, ever so close to that uh, triple digit. So... Guess we're out. Yep. This episode of Hot Tag is brought to you by... Hey, Matty Ice. I'm kind of hungry. Yeah. You know what? So am I. Let's go get us a pizza or something. Order a pizza in. No. Why would we order a pizza when we could have pile driver pizza? Comes in four awesome varieties. Pepperoni, sausage and pepperoni, four cheese, and supreme. Ooh, sounds delish. Give me a Supreme. All right, let's go down to the store. And if you guys are hungry too, you can get them in a store near you. This is Manny Ice, one half of the Real Tag Team Champions, the Beer City Boys, and you're listening to the Hot Tag on the Anchor Network. Follow us on Twitter at BeerCityBoys1. That's the number one, not spelled out. Beer City Boys 1. If you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us by email. Our email is hottagpodcast2020 at gmail.com. Hot Hot tag out.